day, everyone, and welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, your host, and as always, I'm really glad that you have joined us. We have just 11 days left now before we all go to the polls, make big decisions at the national, state, and local level in election 2020. Uh, I want to remind you also that you can join me and the Detroit Today team on October 29th from 7 to 8.30 p.m., on Zoom for a COVID-style smart politics conversation about uh, all things politics, all things local and national. We'll talk about all of your concerns going into the election, the issues that you're thinking about and paying attention to. Uh, And we'll have some fun talking about uh, other things as well. All you got to do to be part of that is go register before the event begins at WDET.org slash events. So again, Thursday, October 29th, just a few days before the election from 7 to 8.30 p.m. on Zoom, we will all gather and talk about what we will do in just a few days from them. Today, though, we want to continue our conversations with Metro Detroit Voters. We've been exploring the issues that are resonating with voters leading up to that November 3rd election. And we're also making time to hear from regular everyday voters. We especially wanted to do this today because last night we all saw the final debate between President Donald Trump and his challenger, Democrat Joe Biden. There are lots of things about that debate that I think probably resonated with people, uh, especially people who have not made up their mind yet. There were things uh, you might have drawn out of that debate that help you make up your mind. Uh, we wanted to get some voters together to talk about how they took all of that in and how they have been taking in all of the issues this year. It's not just about politics this year, of course. The subject that dominated last night's debate was the pandemic and how it's been handled so far how it might be handled if you change the person who's in charge. Of course, that has a lot to do with the way voters are making their decisions as well. This hour, we also want to hear from you, our listeners, about what you thought about last night's debate, how you're framing the election choices that you have right now. We also want to hear about how you're voting. Are you taking advantage of no reason absentee here in the state of Michigan or mailing in your ballot? Or do you plan, like I do, to go to the polls on Election Day the way we normally do and cast your ballot that way? As always, you can call us on the phones here, 313-577-1019 is the number. Or you can send us a tweet with your comment or question using the hashtag DetroitToday. And joining us now for this next installment of our voter panel are two Farmington Hills neighbors, Sharon and Denise. Welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I think it's really great to have uh, the two of you here because, as I said, you are neighbors. Uh, But let's start with your backgrounds. Tell us a little bit about yourselves Denise, I'll start with you. Okay. Um, I am a native Michigander, um, Detroit, Detroiter. I grew up, uh, I was born in Detroit, raised in St. Clair Shores, 
moved out to Farmington Hills about uh, 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I am married with four children, and I have been, um, I actually spent about 15 years staying at home with my kids. So I actually had an MBA in marketing and finance, um, worked uh, in corporate America, mm-hmm. and then stayed home. And then just recently, I, in the last couple of years, I've gone back to part-time work. Mm. Okay. Uh, Sharon, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. I, I am not a native Michigander. I am, my father was in the military and I traveled extensively. I consider St. Louis to be my home, but I moved to Michigan in like 91 and followed my um, now husband here for where he got a job and I got a job while I finished up my, um, the last part of my dissertation, um, in psychology. So I am a clinical psychologist. Um, I, as I said, I'm married. I have two adult children who are voting for the first time, Mm. um, in this election. And, um, I, as I said, I work as a clinical psychologist and have worked full time, um, throughout. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, talk a little about your voting histories and the way you see politics in this country. How have you voted in the past and how does that align with what you plan to do this year? Denise, I'll come back to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I have um, my entire life, I was raised in a very Republican environment. My husband is Republican. Um I have tended, I consider myself as an adult, and I would say since I started voting, uh, more independent, leaning right. I have, um, it was funny, no, you know, knowing I was going to be talking about this, you know, I kind of had some self-reflection and realized that I have voted um, for the presidential, uh, always Republican, and so I did vote for Donald Trump. I um, I didn't vote. Uh, it, it was not an easy choice um, mm. at the time. Um, for the state governor and for other positions, Senate, I have, pro- I'm probably right down the middle. I vote I voted for Jennifer Granholm, I voted for Rick Snyder, and I voted for Gretchen Whitmer. So I'm kind of down the middle Hmm. on the state level. Hmm. Uh, Sharon, tell us uh, how you vote and uh, what motivates those choices. Um, You know, like Denise, I did some reflection thinking about um, kind of even the family that I grew up in. And while we did not talk in terms of um, Democrat or Republicans, um, I realized that my family and my family history is primarily um, tends to vote Democrat. And that has been my um, voting pattern as well, um, for the most part. Um, I, you know, certainly have strongly considered Republican candidates, um, I know that I have cast votes in 
um, for Republicans in lesser elections in some of the places that I've lived. Um, not in recent years have I have I voted Republican, and um, I did not vote for Donald Trump, and um, do not expect that there's anything that could sway me that way um, in the next um, few days. So. Yeah. Um, so you two are neighbors, as I said. I- I'm interested in the interactions between the two of you and whether politics comes up in those interactions and how that goes. You you have really different takes on on politics and uh, and the choices that that you make at the at the ballot box. How does that how does that work uh, in your neighborhood, uh, Sharon? I'll start with you this time. Well, um, you know, we are not just neighbors, we're friends. We socialize together, um, lately not as often as we, you know, just for time reasons, um, not as often as we would like, perhaps. Um, Politics doesn't come up a lot, um, and I know that um, some of my closest neighbors and friends that we are not um, politically aligned, but it doesn't keep us from maintaining a friendship. Um, comments that have come up about um, elections in the past, not necessarily with Denise, but with others, um, and then some with Denise, you know, it's more in passing. And, and you know, I think there's an understanding that we are um, perhaps canceling out each other's votes, but um, that doesn't keep us from, from maintaining um, our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Denise, uh, how, how does that go from your side? Um. I would agree with Sharon. Um, Sharon and I are good friends. I agree that we see enough of each other because of busy schedules. Um, I have always admired Sharon on many levels. Um, you know, she's a very accomplished both with her, um, her, you know, her professional and her education background. I always admired that. I admired that she could actually work full time and take care of her. In, you know, she's a she's a God following volunteer in the community, the schools. You know, mm-hmm. so I always have admired her for that. Mm. Um, and I think that Sharon and I are family values. And our, you know, our views on most things are pretty in alignment um, <laughs> at the polls. Mm. Uh, that's probably where we, <laughs> we differed. Um, I think and, that's a really interesting. That's a really interesting dynamic, uh, and it's mm-hmm. something that that we don't talk a lot about, which is that people who come at these questions from different political points of view often want the same outcomes. It's just they disagree about the way that uh, we might get there. Right. Absolutely. I, I, I would totally agree. And, and thank you, Denise, for all those kind words. I will send the bottle of wine down the street. But, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I think that we do share um, a lot of values in common, but we disagree perhaps about how to get there or um, the, the path or, or the consequences of, you know, choices that we make and how to get there. So, yeah, I would agree very much with what Denise has said. Hmm. 
So I, I want to get to what I think is the central issue in the presidential contest this year, and that's President Donald Trump, uh, who uh, I think whether you love him or despise him is really defining uh, the, the, the choices in this race in a way that I don't know that we've seen another candidate define those choices. Certainly as president, uh, he has done things in a way that we have never seen another president uh, do them. And so I, I would love to have each of you talk about uh, Trump and his influence on you and your choices uh, in, in, just a few, in just a few days. Uh, Sharon, why don't you go first? Um, well, I try very hard to take off my professional hat um, as a psychologist when I, I think about it. I find a lot of his behavior um, troubling. So to say that he's done things differently is, is um, a huge understatement. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I find that, um, I guess, the... A defining um, issue for me is, and that's where I think some of his, you know, personality or disordered personality comes into play, is his refusal to really consider the input from um, key advisors. I don't think any candidate can be um, an expert in all areas, and the smart candidates or the smart um, politicians surround themselves with people who can advise. They have to come out and make decisions. But I think that um, Trump's sort of insistence on going rogue and eschewing science, um, you know, not even consulting science, but also speaking out directly against science, I find extremely troubling. Mm. Uh, Denise, what do you think about the president, whom you voted for, Four years ago, uh, right. tell us tell us what you th- what you plan to do now and what influence mm-hmm. he has over that. Well, I I will tell you about my influences, okay, mm-hmm. on, on him. Um, so back you know four years ago, um, there there was a lot of um, same old same old politics and 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 government, right? Mm-hmm. And I think me as well as a lot of people liked the fact that he was not a career politician um that he was a businessman coming from a business background i um you know i appreciated that i kind of liked that approach on some things however what you know so here we are you know two three years later i i actually I actually have agreed with some of his policies on um, 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 with the China trade policies, some of some of the other things. I don't like the way he went about it. Um, I think he is brash and angry and um, his, you know, and of course, and I think that's getting worse um, as time goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree with Sharon, um, and I'm very concerned with the fact that he does not listen to his advisors, both uh, scientific and otherwise. You know, I think he fires people 
uh, you know, it's like he's on The Apprentice. With being a business person um, during that time frame and I was home, I used to love that show because it kind of got me into the business world. But I never thought he would be my president. I didn't think of it him that way. And I think the problem now is that our country is hurting. Um, we're divisive. We're polarized. I mean, I'm not going to blame it all on Trump. I think a lot comes out of social media mm-hmm. and um, uh, just a lot of a lot of le- reasons. But instead of helping um, and nurturing us, I, he's making it worse. You know, um, the hate that comes out. Um, so that that is very very concerning. Mm-hmm. And so, Denise, <laughs> mm-hmm. have you made up? Have you made up your mind about what you're going to do on um, November third? I think. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to share well, with us what you've decided? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay, that's cool. Uh, no, you know what? I'll tell you. I I listen. I listen to the news. This is this is my take on things. I I literally listen to every form of news, uh, TV, radio. I mean, I'll tell you, I listen to NPR, BBC, Fox News. Fox News is on at my house all the time because my husband follows it. Mm. MSNBC, uh, Huffington Post, Washington Post, WJR. I, I literally, CNN. The problem is, if you listen to everything, then you don't know what to believe. Mm. Because there are so many contradictions and mixed messages. Mm. And um, I'll tell you, I, I talked to a few people that are very similar to me, and they, they kind of feel the same way. Mm. They're, they're a little... Or a little I'm, overwhelmed, maybe. It's overwhelming. Mm. Right, right. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I, but before I let you guys, uh, before I let you guys go, uh, I, I want to talk just a little about um, about the future and what you think will happen after the election. What you hope might happen after after the election, um, Sharon. What what's your what's your anticipation about about where we're headed? Well. Um I, I would I would agree with Denise that I think we are as divided as we've ever been. Um, I certainly have even had concerns about um, a civil war, which I thought was something just to read in the history books. Um, but I'm concerned about um, you know whatever way that um, election goes, Mm. that there is going to be some unrest um, associated with that. And that concerns me very much. Um, I fear for our democracy and the democratic process, you know, the peaceful transfer of power. I guess that's where I'm, you know, kind of what I'm alluding to in terms of um, the civil war. Um, I certainly hope we have a change um, at the top. I I support Biden. Um, I I support Biden for his um, 
his interest in um, seeking out guidance from other people. I mean, that's a huge part of um, part of it for me is that I don't see a um, uh, a pushing away of advisors or um, trying to do it all alone or give the appearance of doing it all alone, which I don't think is is healthy. So I I hope we have a change at the top, and I hope that we have a peaceful transfer of power, and um, I hope that we can begin to heal as a as a country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denise. Um. Okay. So, like Sharon, I'm also concerned about a civil war, which I never thought would be ever a concern in my life. Um, I, I guess what I'm concerned about is because we're so divided that whoever gets in, whoever is, is in charge, I'm not sure how they're going to bring everyone together. And my hope, and, and do I have more confidence in Biden to do that? Um, yeah, I do. Mm. Um, because I do think that he, like Sharon said, I think he seeks the counsel, counsel of others more. Um, my fear, though, is there are policies um, that Biden believes in that I don't ne- that don't necessarily align with with what I feel. Um, but do I think he can diffuse? some of the animosity more, which is where I, I guess I'm leaning because I think that at this point in our country or in our life right now is more important than maybe the policies that I feel strongly about. What I hope is that, you know, I, I'm really down the middle and I would guess most people our center, you know, the fact that Sharon and I can be friends and I have a lot of friends that are Democrat that, you know, that vote democratic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I believe that most of us want the same and it's usually in the middle, somewhere in the middle. Right. And, um, I, you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm, Heading, I guess what I hope is the entire government is set up in a fashion that we can still stay center and that we can heal hmm. and that, you know, we meet the needs of every, every citizen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sharon and Denise, two neighbors from Farmington Hills. It was really great to have both of you here with us on Detroit Today hearing about your choices heading into November 3rd. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to continue our conversations with two other voters, this time two people from Macomb County, which played a significant role in the 2016 election of Donald Trump. And we want to hear from you. What are you thinking about as we are just 11 days from Election Day? Are you making your choices? Did last night's debate play a role in your choice for president? We also want to hear what you think about that Senate race here in Michigan between Senator Gary Peters and challenger John James. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. 
We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. 